Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. Lord, where we need the supernatural, God. Lord, I, I don't want to just have church, God. I want to have church, Lord, where you move, where you do things that have not been done before, God, because you can. So I ask you to do this. In your name I pray. Amen. So I started praying about what I was going to talk to you about today. And the Lord specifically told me, and I know this sounds crazy, and I'm going to share this with you. The Lord specifically told me not to utter what I was going to talk about, that only He and I would know. Because I'm about ready to talk about something that is devastating to people. And all of us go through it. All of us. Every single person in here goes through this. But I want you to know, the reason why the Lord didn't want me to say anything is because He wants you to know that He is ready to deliver you this morning. He's ready to deliver you this morning. If you'll but listen to Him, listen to what He has to say to you, you don't have to live this way anymore. You're saying, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm going to get there in just a moment. I want to share with you that God has a plan of happiness and joy in your life. Does that mean bad things are not going to happen? No, I can tell you for sure bad things happen. Okay? Bad things happen in your life. Just, just in this church, our heater went out downstairs and we've been struggling to fix it. And our poor Sunday school, you guys are probably freezing down there, but there's nothing I can do about it. And of course, we had the flood. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. and We're doing our best, but bad things happen, okay? But we're here to establish the fact in all those things, in all those things, we still can praise God, amen? And that's what you're doing this morning. We're still praising God and believing that He's going to move in our lives. So what is this mystery subject I'm going to talk about this morning? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to talk about depression. You hearing me? We're going to talk about depression. We're going to talk about discouragement. Now, if I were to poll you and ask you, does anybody suffer from depression? probably no one would raise their hands because there is a stigma attached to depression. People tell you to just get over it, right? Just smile, just pray. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't work that way, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray, but it just doesn't work that way because depression is a demon. Now, hear me. I understand that there's a mental illness part of it, but depression is a demonic force that comes upon your life to bring you down, okay? Now, I'm not saying you're possessed. I never said that. But a demon comes and attaches itself to you, and it whispers in your ear certain things to make you think that God does not love you, God does not want you, that you have a broken relationship, that things in your life are not working out the way that you want. And I want to tell you today that God is coming here today to release you, to, to allow you to once again feel His presence and get away from this depression that is in your life. Amen? People in Alaska, 
People in Alaska suffer from depression more than anybody else because of the darkness. And we're about ready to head into the dark season. It's coming, right? But I'm here to tell you today, whether it be light or whether it be darkness, whether it be rain or whether it be shine, no matter what the weather is, I have joy in knowing who my God is. Amen? I have joy in the Lord. Amen? Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I want to tell you today that God delights in you. Amen? And listen, the devil, he wants to do anything he can to disrupt that relationship between you and God. He wants to do anything he can to cause you not to want to pray, not to want to engage, not to want to come to church. But I tell you that God is reaching out to you today and said, I'm going to deliver you today from that demon that is attacking you. I'm going to deliver you from that thing that is coming against you. Amen. Pastor, do you not know that it's dangerous to say that? Yes, I know exactly it's dangerous to say that, but I'm going to call it what it is. Okay, I'm going to call it what it is. Because there are demonic forces who come in and take advantage of how we are feeling, and they multiply that effect. It is time to resist the devil. Amen? It is time to resist the devil. Amen? Come on now. It is time to resist the devil. It is time to stand up and say, no, I am a child of God. Amen? I am a child of God. Let me say that again. No, devil, you may try to come against me, but I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to this world. I am a child of God. Pastor, you don't understand the situation that I'm in. Oh, no, I get it. And, and don't think for a minute that I haven't been in your situation, okay? I've been in some terrible things. It would take me an hour to talk about the things that I've gone through. But I tell you, I may have been there, but God has brought me here, amen? And there is hope in the Word today. There is hope in the Lord today. There is hope in this church today. God is wanting to bring healing to the church, amen? He's wanting to bring healing to you. Pastor, I'm not comfortable. Well, it's not about being comfortable. It's an embracing what God has for you. Amen? It's about embracing. You can be embarrassed all you want, but it's time we get past our, are you ready for this word? It's time we get past our pride. Come on. Man, we like to hang on to depression like it's a trophy. Don't we? We like to hang on to depression like we got a trophy. Listen, you can keep that trophy. I don't want it, okay? I want the Holy Ghost in my life. I want the heaven in my life. I want God in my life. Amen? Listen, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of hanging around people who complain about their life rather than have joy about what God is doing in their life. And I never said that, that life won't be hard, but I can tell you, listen, I don't care what's happening in America right now because my eyes are on my home, which is heaven, amen? My eyes are on heaven where I'm going to be walking on streets of gold, amen? So what the heater goes out in church? So what? Right? Listen, I, I'm, I go down there and I'm cold too, so I get that, right? But we're doing everything we can. But so what? Because one day I'm not going to have to worry about a heater, amen? Listen, so what that the basement floods for the 10 millionth time, amen? And so what? Because I'm going to go somewhere where there's a river of life that never floods, amen? So what? So what? 
so what? My finances are struggling, and I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills because I'm going to go where God has an endless supply of everything that I need. Amen? My God is my Father who will take care of me when I need Him to take care of me. Amen? That's the way God is. But it's time we start treating or stop treating depression like a stigma, like a bad thing, or look at people like you should be ashamed of yourself and look at them and go, hey, no, I'm right there with you, but together we can get past this, amen? Together we can overcome, amen? <laughs> Praise God. But I'm going to tell you, when you're suffering from depression and discouragement, you just feel like this heaviness is on you. It actually feels like a weight, doesn't it? It feels like you're, you come into church and you feel like you're barely getting in here. Your knees are kind of wobbly. I just turned 52 last week, so my knees are getting kind of wobbly regardless. Amen. By the way, thank you for all the gifts and the love. I truly feel appreciated. Thank you so much, but I don't like getting older. <laughs> I guess there's not an option or alternative, but anyway, regardless. When you feel depression... You try to pray, but the words don't form in your mouth. You try to say God, but it just seems like you can't utter it. Do you not understand that's a demonic spirit coming against you and trying to keep you from God? Amen? It is time we take authority over those things. It doesn't mean that it's going to make everything better, but we need to walk in the grace knowing that God's going to make it better. Amen? God's going to make it better. The, the problem in the church is that as Christians, we accept our circumstances if God is punishing us. That is, let me tell you something. This is not a time appointed to wrath. God is not ready to punish you. There's coming a time that's appointed to wrath. We have not begun to see what God is going to do there. But this is not that time. God is not trying to punish you. He's trying to pull you closer. But sometimes you've got to look at the devil and say, Not today, Satan. Not today. Not today, because I'm going to worship God, amen? I'm going to step out of my seat. I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to stomp my feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, God's already in this place because he says, I've come to redeem and set free, amen? Let's look at this scripture with me in Romans chapter 8, verses 37 and 39. He says this, yet in all these things we are, now we've used this word before, right? More than conquerors. Can I ask you a question? You ever seen a conqueror that was sad? You ever seen a conqueror that was upset? No, what do they do? They're cheering each other. They're high-fiving. They're like, woo, you know, right? He says, we are more than conquerors through, I don't know why I did the whoo thing. It just seemed right at the moment. Maybe I'm practicing when the Panthers eventually win. I don't know if they're winning today or not. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In other words, I want you to know you cannot conquer depression on your own. Come on now. You understand that's why we have fellowship, right? You know what depression does? It isolates you first thing. Gets you away from everybody. Makes you feel like nobody loves you. Can I tell you in this house today, people love you? People love you? We do. We love you. Now, you may say, well, Pastor, you didn't call me, so therefore I don't know that you love me. If it takes a call for me to know that you think that I love you, then, then we need to maybe talk about that because that shouldn't be a reason to think that I love you or don't love you. The reason you know that I love you is because I say it. It shouldn't be a demonstration of some action, should it? 
It should be me simply saying, I love you and I care about you and the people in this church care about you. But even if none of that mattered, even if nobody loved you, can I tell you this morning that God loves you? Can I tell you this morning that God loves you? Amen? Are you hearing me this morning? God loves you. And here's why I can say this in verse uh, 38. He says, for I am, say that with me, persuaded. Come on, say that with me. Persuaded. You know what that means? That I'm convinced. In other words, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm convinced. Amen? Listen, I've learned a long time ago that I can't, I can't cause someone to believe the way that I believe. Because you believe because I want you to believe. No, you've you got to believe on your own. Amen? You've got to believe on your own. You've got to take that in and say, yes, I believe on your own. I can't come up to you and shake you and go, believe, because it doesn't work that way. If it did, I'd be shaking all of you right now. All right? <laughs> I wish it did. I wish, I mean, I could just come up and lay my hands on you. You fall out. Okay, pastor, I believe every word you said. It doesn't work that way. You've got to believe because you want to believe. You've got to be convinced because you want to be convinced. Amen? And it is time to be delivered. Amen? He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life See how that's kind of the opposite ends of everything? That means nothing in this world. Nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing. <sighs> I love this part right here. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. So if, if nothing can separate me from the love of God, then why am I depressed? Come on. We need to ask the hard questions this morning, right? I'm going to Can I just go ahead and tell you I'm probably going to offend some of you today. Are you with me? Do you love me? If not, then it's okay. It's not, because we're going to deal with some heavy stuff. See, I'm the kind of pastor that doesn't want to get up and give flowery messages and everybody go home and feel good about themselves. I mean, I want you to feel good about yourself, but sometimes we need to address some things, amen? Sometimes we need to hit the devil between the eyes and not knowing, you know, Randy posts videos on uh, the, uh, the W, what, MF, what do you call it? Whatever that is, the UFC, right? And I watch these fights sometimes, and sometimes when the guy hits the guy, the guy never saw the hit coming, right? I'm going to tell you right now, the devil's going to see this hit coming. We're going to punch him in the eyes, and he's going to go down, amen? amen? He's going to go down, and he's going to cry surrender, because we're going to attack this discouragement. We're going to attack this depression, and we're not going to let it live in our lives, amen? amen? How many know that once you start getting depressed, it becomes a lifestyle? Come on. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes part of us. Well, see, I'm not a psychologist, but I know this to know that depression is so rampant here in Alaska. There's so many um, suicides and people turn to alcohol and drugs because of how they feel about depression, discouragement. They want something to take the edge off. Brothers and sisters, we are turning to the wrong thing. We need to turn to Jesus. Amen. We need to turn to Jesus. Amen. And then he says this. Listen. I want to say this one more time. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. See, I want you to know 
that Jesus said, once you turn your life over to him, once the Holy Spirit comes in, I, I, I want you to hear this. This is really important. The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being a seal on your life. He says that in Ephesians, okay? In other words, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, that's like a down payment, amen? That's like a down payment on God's redeeming work in your life. So if God invests the Holy Spirit, which is God himself, if he invests that in you, then you are more than a conqueror, amen? You matter to God, amen? And God's not willing to let that go. God's not willing to let that go. He is not willing to break that seal with you. So understand, you are God. You are God's. And the devil's going to do everything he can to steal that from God. But I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm not going to let him. I'm here to stand against the enemy. I'm here to stand against his work this morning because I want to see you delivered. Amen? But maybe, maybe we blame God, right? Maybe we think it's his fault. Listen, God didn't cause our problems. Sometimes we cause our problems. Sometimes the world causes our problems because it is a world full of sin. I will tell you today, it doesn't mean that your life is going to be void of problems, but it gives you a reason to know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, you're going through it with somebody. Amen. He says this in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He said, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content. But I, I tell you what, that's a lot of our problem is that we're not content, are we? I don't have the nicest car. I don't have the nicest house. I don't have this or I don't have that. There was a time not even 100, 200 years ago that we operated in a world where we didn't have a lot of things. It's only been in the past 75 years that we've worried about excesses. Who has the nicest car? Who has this? None of those things matter, brothers and sisters. What matters is God. Amen? Listen, I would rather be a poor man with God, which I'm doing that very well right now. I know nobody else is going through that but me, right? <laughs> you know, with inflation being what it is, we all have plenty of extra money going around. But I'm telling you, I'd rather be a poor man with God than a rich man without him. Because if I'm poor, I'm really rich. Amen? Listen, he will never leave you. And he says this, for he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There's been people in your life that have turned their back on you. Amen? There's been people in your life that turned away from you, dropped you, wanted nothing to do with you. But Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Oh, man. See, that's the problem with depression. Like I said, is we feel alone. We feel alone. We feel like nobody cares about us, but that's not true. Do you hate being lied to? Come on. Do you hate being lied to? They quit listening to the devil because he's lying to you. Quit listening. To, I'm not lying to you. I'm giving you some truth this morning. I'm giving you some truth this morning. Quit listening to the devil. The devil's going to tell you you're alone. The devil's going to tell you nobody cares about you. The devil's going to tell you that, that nobody likes you. Listen. It's not about whether anybody likes you. It's a matter of somebody loving you. And I can tell you there's at least one person that loves you, and that is God. Amen? And I love you, so you are loved. You are covered in this house today. If you only knew how much the Father loves you and the power that comes from that, 
the power that He gives you. I'm not saying that we don't need to go through counseling sometimes, but the purpose of counseling is to help us to kind of change the way we think. Did you know that? Because sometimes we get into this trap that depression becomes, and I mentioned this earlier, becomes part of our lifestyle. And we have to change who we are. We have to change what we do. I went to the doctor Friday, and uh, the doctor said some things to me that were not very nice. And he says, you need to change your lifestyle. And I said, so that means I can just have one piece of cheesecake per day. And he said, no. And then he asked me, he says, do you want to die? I mean, he only said that. He says, do you want to die? And I said, well, that's kind of mean. He goes, you need to change your lifestyle. I said, I said, okay, just a candy bar each day. I was negotiating. And he looked at me, he goes, you need to stop doing what you're doing because it's going to affect you. And I realized, in order for me to be happy and healthy, because right now I'm not very healthy, I eat on the run, I have a, an account with McDonald's, I just drive up and say, okay, we know who you are, go on. They still give me the wrong order, but I still drive up, right? And, and I, we go out to eat, and I eat things that I shouldn't eat. He says, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. Have anybody ever tried changing their eating lifestyle? Do you know how hard that is? And, 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 and my wife, she's not in here, and you guys aren't going to tell her. She's like a food Nazi, right? You better not tell her I said that. <laughs> Amen. She'll look at me, and she goes, should you be eating that? And I already opened it, so I feel obligated to eat it. And I say, this is the last one, knowing full well it's not the last one, Right? But I know, listen, I know that if I want to see my grandkids one day, and I don't want my grandkids anytime soon, okay? Because I'm only 52, and that's, in my opinion, for me, too young still, okay? Maybe when, when uh, my kids are 30, they can do that. So when that happens, I know that if I want to be around from them, then I've got to change my lifestyle, right? I've got I've to do things differently. And brothers and sisters, it's the same way in your life. Amen? If you want to not be discouraged and not be down, then you've got to change that lifestyle. You've got to change your way of thinking. Well, how can I do that? It's hard. And this is why he says this in Philippians. Let's bring that up. Philippians 4.13. You know this verse. And, I want, and this is more of a teaching lesson because I want you to know what he's talking about. He says, I want you to do this. I can do what? So what does all things mean? Everything, right? So that means to change your lifestyle and really your mindset, you can do all things by yourself through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, the only way the only way that I'm going to change my mindset, the only way that I'm going to look at situations differently is if Jesus gives me the strength to do so. That's the only way that it's going to happen. It's the only way that it's going to do it. 
There are things that happened to me as pastor my first year here that really upset me, really bothered me. And now I'm like, okay, it happened. We're going to get past it. We're going to go forward because the Lord has given me strength to look at things differently. I want you to know that as believers, this world is not going to get any easier. It's going to get hard. The devil's in full control, or almost in full control of this world, and we're seeing things that we've never, ever seen before. This, I, I mean, the statement the world is going to hell in a handbasket is really not that far off, okay? And so we know these things are happening, and it gets discouraging because we see our country acting this way. But I want to tell you that we can get past this because we know that we, can, we have the strength of the Lord in our lives, amen? It is not my strength. Yesterday we were moving all this uh, stuff over here, and uh, I think it wound up being, what, two tons of material? And uh, there was this real heavy box. You guys noticed that it all is all gone now. And there was this really heavy box, and I tried to lift it, and uh, it, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it was just big, heavy, great. And all of a sudden, Richard came over there, and Robert came over there, and Will came over there, and you know what? We lifted it together, and we were grunting, and we were... We were you know, hurting, <laughs> but you know, we did it together. Brothers and sisters, that's the purpose of church, amen, is that when we lift this heavy object that we're in, we do it together, amen. Listen, we're not here to make you feel bad about how you feel. We're here to show you a different way. We're here to point you towards Jesus. We all made the statement, just go after Jesus on Wednesday night. And if you're not here on Wednesday night, you're really missing something. Okay, man? If you're not here in Sunday school, you're really missing something. That's when we do our discipleship. But I want to tell you that we're here to lift you up. We're here to encourage you. We want you to know there is another way I can do what? All things. Amen? Say it with me. I can do all things then you have to be patient with the Lord. Did you know that? Because God doesn't always work out things the same day and the same hour. He's not going to work out things the way that you want Him to. Can I go ahead and tell you that? God will never do it the way you want Him to do it. You know why? Because He's sovereign. He's God. Pastor, you're just making an excuse. No, I've seen it. I've wanted God to do it a certain way, then He does it the complete opposite. As a matter of fact, He says this in Isaiah 40, verse 31. He says, but those who wait on the Lord. You know what that word there, wait, means in Hebrew? You know what it means? If I go back and do a word search, you know what that word wait means? It means to wait. Some people try to read more in the Scripture than it's actually there. Let's make it simple. Let's not make it hard. Wait on the Lord. Have you ever tried waiting on people? How many husbands have to wait on their families? How many husbands are in the car dying of carbon monoxide? Praise God. <laughs> Don't raise your hands, gentlemen. How many are waiting on their kids. How many are waiting on their families and you get frustrated? I rode with Will yesterday and he was driving. He comments all the time about how he gets impatient behind the steering wheel. I can tell you that I got closer to Jesus with him driving. <laughs> I gave him a hard time about it. We, were, we had a good time joking with each other. But he was going through, ah, and, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> 
He's got that little fast car. I'm not going to tell you how fast to get on an Eden, but I was like, there's a cop around here somewhere. We're going to get pulled over. It's hard to be patient, is it? But here's the result. Those who wait on the Lord, you ready for this, shall renew their strength. Amen? See, some of us are tired because we're not waiting on the Lord. We're trying to do it for God. Can I tell you right now, God does not need your help. As a matter of fact, more often than not, we mess it up. Let God take care of it. Amen? If your kids are already out of the house, stop pressuring your kids to come to church. They'll come. You've laid the foundation. They'll come. If, if your family's not serving God, let God take care of that. You've done your part. Let God take care of it. Amen? Those that wait upon the Lord. But I don't want to wait. Then you're never going to receive the strength that you need. Amen? You're never going to receive the strength. And you know what happens when you wait on the Lord and you start to renew your strength? This is what happens. You shall mount up with wings like eagles. You will run and not be weary. See, that verse already got me because I tried walking 10 steps and I'm out of breath. If you... And me were walking on a trail and a bear was coming after me and you said, run. I say, go ahead. I'm dead. <laughs> because I have missed more than 10 steps. I'm done. Amen. <laughs> I'll sacrifice myself for you. But when you wait on the Lord, he's going to give you strength like you've never known before. You're going to rise up. Amen. He says, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not fail. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. In other words, you're not going to be coming in and say, Pastor, I'm tired. Amen. Listen, my body may be tired, but my spirit doesn't have to be tired. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I know that I know that God's going to work in you. I know that God's going to work in this church. I know that God's going to do things that you've never seen before. No, Pastor, I want to hold on to this depression. Because the trophy sits so well in my house and people see it. Man, we got to be willing to give that stuff up. We got to be willing to lay it down. What good is it doing you other than getting thousands of dollars in doctor bills? Because you know depression affects your health, right? You know depression affects you mentally, right? Depression causes you to have all these diseases because your body's out of balance. Brothers and sisters, God intends you to give you good health. God intends to give you joy. God intends you to have peace throughout your lifestyle. Amen? Your lifetime. He is ready to put this joy in your heart. Amen? See, we need to lay this aside. We need to lay this aside because depression and discouragement is a weight. It's a weight. Yesterday, again, we were moving stuff and we had some old concrete bags that had gotten wet and we couldn't use them. And uh, I was going to go get it, but I didn't make an effort, so I saw Robert going over and getting it, and I was like, praise God. Go, Robert. And Robert was pulling it over, and he's like, you know, every vein in his body was there, and I was going to help him. Then I thought, no, I want to watch this. And he went over and got it, and when he had that huge weight and he threw it in the back of the truck, he let out this groan like, ugh. Like, that's pretty manly, Robert. 
But then he went back and did it again. And I was going to help, but I thought, no, he's got it. There's like 10 of them, but I thought, he's got it. When we lay this weight down that the devil has put on us, depression comes from worry. How many know that you can't change anything by worrying? You can't change anything. Now, full disclosure, your pastor worries a lot, okay? So when I say this, don't think that I'm perfect in this area. I worry about things that I can't control. I worry about things, things that are outside. And, and the Lord's teaching me. Notice the ING teaching. It's a continual thing. He's teaching me to let it go. I'm not there yet. But you know what I found when I worry? It weighs me down. I can't sleep. It affects my relationships. I get a little snappy with people. What does the Bible say? Do not worry. That's a commandment. He says, do not worry. The Lord wants you to understand that this weight that we have, this weight that we have, keeps us from relationship with Him. It keeps us from relationship with each other. This is the verse that Ezra read this morning. He says, therefore we also, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Can I tell you who that cloud of witnesses are? That's the people who have gone before us. That's our relatives who've gone to heaven. Cloud of witnesses. Those are the people that are watching what's happening to us. Paul, David, all those people. These cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. Are you hearing me this morning when I say laying that aside? You got worried this morning? Lay it aside. And when I say lay it aside, that don't mean pick it back up again. Okay? That can't be your Pentecostal exercises where you lay it down, pick it up, lay it down, pick it up. All right? You don't lose weight when you do that. Okay? I promise you that. All right? Lay it down. Amen? Listen to me. Lay it down. Amen? Lay it down and kick it so you can't go get it anymore. Don't run after it. It's not going to do you any good. All it's going to cause you to do is to have whiplash. God doesn't want you to have whiplash. Lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Brothers and sisters, deliverance today is going to mean a thing as if you pick it back up tomorrow. Come on. Can I say that one more time? Deliverance today don't mean a thing if you're going to pick it back up tomorrow. Because some of you, your situation is not going to change tomorrow. We have to run with patience, with endurance. We have to know that as we run, as, as we walk, it may not change right away, but eventually it's going to change, okay? God's going to do something in your life, amen? And can I tell you, can I tell you that you, you may think to yourself right now, well, I would trust God more if He would just change it right away. Can I tell you that's not true? Come on, my elders, you know what I'm talking about. I've noticed that when God takes a long time to change stuff, and I see Him doing it, my faith in Him increases. And not only my faith in Him increases, my relationship with Him increases.
I began to trust Him more. So that I can look at somebody and say, when they're going through something, I can look at them and say, I've been there. Let me give you my testimony. You know why testimonies are important? Which is why I had Cassandra give her testimony. And, and boy, I told her she needed to be brief, but man, there's so much more that she could have said. And I'm going to let her say that one day. There is so much to her life. If you knew everything that she's gone through, you would be crying because of what God has done. But guess what? That didn't happen overnight. Amen? It took time. It took time. And I'm telling you, God is going to do something in your life, but it's not going to be right away. And that's why we have to go with endurance. Amen? But we need to kick the devil out of our life and realize that God is working through us for change. We need to kick the devil out of our life, don't we? We need to have, not quit having something whisper in our ear, amen? So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? It's great to talk about all these things. It's great to say that God is doing something. But what is He doing? How can we trust this? I want you to know this morning that God is going to do something in your life. Amen? Listen to me. God is going to do something in your life. I'm going to say this one more time. God is going to do something in your life. But how do we get there? Let's look at this last verse. There's one more verse and skip that over. Go to the last one, please. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. When Israel was at the time of Isaiah, there were a nation that was in decline. And, and Isaiah foresaw that there were going to be a nation that was taken over by a barbaric nation called Babylon. The nation of Babylon was a horrible country because when they would conquer people, they would take the, the people who were defeated in battle and they would literally skin them alive. They would remove their skin by a knife and they would place them in the desert. That's how they would die. Brutal. And Isaiah knew this was coming. He knew this was coming. He prophesied that they were going to be taken over. He prophesied that the nation of Israel was going to lose their country. But in the midst of that, he said, but the Lord is going to restore. Man, I tell you what, isn't God awesome? God is going to restore. And he wrote this, to console, to console those who mourn in Zion. See, I don't know who it was, but one of you cried before you come to church this morning. You were in tears. You were sorrow. I don't know who you are, but the Lord just showed me you were in tears. You were asking God, where, is, where are you? To you, I say right now, God never left you. To give them beauty for ashes. How do you give beauty for ashes? Have you ever seen ashes? It's, all, it's, it's, it's physically and chemically impossible to make ashes into something, but this is the Spirit of the Lord which renews. You may think your situation is impossible, but it is not. God is going to give you beauty for what you've gone through. The oil of joy for mourning. 
you know, going through it at that moment, it doesn't seem like a lot of fun. I remember when I would cut myself as a child, we'd always put a little oil on it. And it'd burn a little bit at first, but eventually the, the bomb of that oil would heal. Brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to heal you this morning. He wants to heal you, and He, he wants to teach you how to deal with this demonic presence that comes after you. And I really want you to understand this morning, yes, the devil sends his imps after you. Can I, can I get you to understand that? He is coming after you of every day, and you need to take authority over that, and this is how we're going to do that. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness, doesn't sound like depression? Come on. Doesn't that sound like depression? Doesn't that sound like the discouragement? So what do you do when you're discouraged and you have depression? You let God put on you the garment of praise. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? But pastor, pastor, I, I, don't, I, don't, feel, I don't feel like praise. I don't, I, I, I don't feel like worshiping. I feel like when I raise my arms, they weigh... Give me some. I feel like. It feels like. Such a heaviness. And I want to tell you if you just ask God. He'll give you that worship. I want you to stand to your feet with me. I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your Sing it to him. understand that you're dealing with something in your life that you don't understand? How many know that you need deliverance today? How many know that you need God to move in your life? And I want you to sing this with all your heart and we're going to tell that devil to get out of here, amen? We're going to tell him to get out of your life. I sing praises to your Come on, name. sing it out to him. Oh Lord. Come on, sing it out, praise to your name. Come on now. For your name is great. 
praise you. Come on, you got to worship him. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Oh, God. Maybe you want to join me here in the altar and just worship him. Come on, join me in the altar and just give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, join me up here. Hallelujah. I give praises to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, join me. Let's worship the Lord. I worship you, Lord. I sing praises to your name, oh Lord, praises to your name. This is what lifts the spirit of heaviness, oh Lord, hallelujah, for your name is great and great. some music on and listen to me. Listen to me. Church, if you've never heard me before, the moment you go out of here, the enemy's going to come after you and he's going to be ready to tell you that you don't matter to God, that nobody loves you. Can I tell you right now that's not true? But I'm going to tell you, I know that you're trying to get into the presence of God and you feel heavy, but it's going to take somebody lifting up your hands and you're not going to necessarily feel something, okay? You're not going to necessarily feel something, but I'm telling you, the Lord honors those who do something. Amen? It is time to quit letting this bring you down and let it bring you up. Amen? Hallelujah. So I want you to raise your hand right now and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. I am free. I am free. I renounce. I renounce that depression. I renounce that discouragement. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let there be joy in the house. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Cut the music again, I'm sorry. I give praise. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.